Man, you know, DJ Nasty, 305 for 99 Jams, Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I got a real Florida, South Florida tree. I got DJ Nasty, 305. He's going to bless us with the game. Hopefully, he will inspire some of y'all. And I know that he has something for you because I saw he had a course for all you DJs coming up, whether you're 14 or 44, you know, I want you to go check out links in the description box and get the game from somebody who has been bona fide, verified. And I just thank you for coming on, DJ Nasty 305. Nah, I I definitely appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Man, we got to, you know, you're part of core DJs, you know, worldwide for those of us who used to be 15 and go grab clue tapes. I did say tapes um, and, <laughs> and know about, you know, core DJs and, you know, old school things like selecto hits when um, we were really trying to get this thing together. Um, how did this come about for you where you could monetize it and be on, you know, some major, you know, you got major jobs and made yourself an entrepreneur. Like, how did you put it together? Uh, I mean, it's just a blessing. You know, you got a right team around you. And, uh, you know, it was just an idea, pretty much. Um, I never thought it'd be at this level with this magnitude, but it was just an idea. And, you know, we just took the idea and just started rocking and rolling with it. And, you know what I'm saying, the next thing you know, you realize, well, there's a lot of people that really uh, look up to you and admire you. Because, you know, I just do this thing because it's something that I love to do. And, you know, when people actually recognize and recognize the fact that things that you do do and they trust you, then, you know, you see there's an opportunity uh, to take, you know, things to another level. And that's all I did with this with this DJ course. I just, you know, like I said, I just seen people and people thought that, you know, hey, I was a, you know, I was a very trustworthy individual and they believe in me. And, you know, we just, like I said, we ended up starting a school. And the next thing you know, things have just been rocking and rolling ever since. So, you know, we just give thanks for that. Man, definitely. And is there any talks of taking what you're doing in the education where the local, you know, whether it's elementary, middle school, we really need to grab the kids at middle school, high school, or even at the college level, since here in Florida, you know, we have HBCUs that we can tap into where they can say, hey, DJ Nasty, uh, can we make you a professor? You know, you make your schedule and you tell us how to put it. But have they got to that level where they're reaching out to you because they see that the traditional school even prior to COVID, is a wash. Like, nah, nah, no, no colleges, universities, nothing like that. Uh, I don't even think I would even be interested in going that route, that level, just just on the basis and the fact that I got way too much stuff going on. So I really would have to, like, just seriously sit down and stop what I'm doing and dedicate every single thing that I'm doing to that. And I think the way that I'm doing it now, uh, post-COVID, you know, as far as the online learning is concerned. I think it's just a lot better for me personally. And I think, honestly, people are just a lot more focused when they're not in a quote-unquote classroom setting, when they're in the comfort of their own environment. I think people tend to grasp things a lot easier. Definitely. I definitely agree. I mean, there were books written on this over a decade ago that people are more productive and that we all don't learn the same. 
So Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. And that's why I say if any schools do reach out, because government RFPs is one of the things as a consultant and a publicist that I go after for my with my company, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of times they will pay folks who don't look like you and I to educate our youth. But all of the youth are interested in music. So they need to and and it's good money. I mean, there's a reason why I amazing. Yeah. Amazing money. And, and it's the vibe that you can bring to actually, you know, change a generation. Because, you know, right now, if Harvard did this with, I don't want to throw out any DJs that are corny out there, but if they had some corny DJs, right, and it was uh, Ted Bundy, DJ, and he'd be out there and, oh, yes, because we found if you play the Beatles and when you scratch, it's like, hold on, we've been DJing and making this music hot. and For forever. Forever, you know. It's, 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 it's like anything, breakdancing. You know, now you look at breakdancing, you see more um, other folks than us breakdancing like they've created it. So I just, just wanted to throw that out there. So for that 14-year-old listening right now, what is the first step after they get your course, right? What's the first step to getting their first paid gig? Because some folks right now saying, I got skill, but like Nip said, Nobody gave me a platform to explain it and really show what they can do. Well, I mean, what I would say is um, to, to that, I think your first gig after you get out of my school would just be something uh, very small, very light. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, it, it's just like playing football. You know, the first time you play football, you don't want to go directly to the NFL. You know, you want to start somewhere. So that's where you start at the Pop Warner League. Then you go from the Pop Warner League to the junior pop warner, then you go to high school, then you go from high school to college. You, you understand what I'm saying? So it's levels. I would not recommend anybody to just go or, you know, want to go directly into a club right after. I mean, I, I mean, you would gradually just do little gigs, like house party gigs, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And then just work your way up because again, everything when it, when it comes to DJing is all repetition. So it's, it's, it's a repetition thing. You just continuously keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and then you grow. And that's exactly how I got in the game. When I got in the game, I was one, I wasn't DJing anywhere. I was just really at home and really at my homeboy's crib in a shed. And I would just go and DJ in a shed for two, three hours. Wasn't getting paid, wasn't doing anything paid. And next thing you know, he was like, hey man, I just need you to hold me down for a minute. And he left me for three hours. (laughs) And I had to show and prove. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I definitely would tell people it, it's definitely a crawl before you walk. You get the information. It's just like going to college. You get the information. You don't immediately, immediately want to work for it. You want to work for a Fortune 500 company, but sometimes you got to start at the local mom and pop store before you get the opportunity to get to that Fortune 500. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and with that grind, he tell people you know, being in that, you know, just four walls and practicing where nobody heard you. There was no Instagram to say, you know, this is what I'm doing. How many years did you put into the craft till you feel like you say, you know what, I've made it? I, I don't even think, I don't even think that I made it, to be totally honest with you. And I'm just being honest. Um, I mean, it's still for me, God is so great. It's still a work in progress for me. And I've been doing it over 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Literally, I've been doing this over 20 years. So it's, it's definitely a work in progress. 
I mean, I've definitely, I definitely do see the growth from day one until now. I definitely see it, feel it, receive it from, from all of my peers. But I will definitely say that it is a grind and I haven't made it yet. But I'm, I feel like I'm definitely on the right path and I'm doing everything the right way that I, that I feel like I should be doing. And how do you feel the pressure? Because, I mean, here you're on, you know, with Trick Daddy and Trina in the morning. You, you have the, you know, connection with uh, Khaled and the core DJs. Do you find the pressure that the DJ has to play the political game when having such an important, especially at the radio stations, because we know that's corporate, you know, and they got to do what they got to do to pay the bills and pay everybody. But do you feel like you have the same pressure as the, the host to say, man, I got to, you know, I got to come with it every time. I can't, you know, I can't ever have an off day. Definitely. Um, in, in this particular game, you can never have an off day, period. The second you have an off day, is that's when you give an opportunity for somebody else to uh, take your shine or take your slot or take your position or whatever the case may be. Um, in the corporate realm, there, there is no such thing as, as days off. It's, it's, it, it, that, that doesn't exist. So every time I go to work, uh, with Trick and Trina, I, I never take a day off. When I'm when I'm out with Khaled and we're working on things, I can never take a day off. When I'm working on my own projects, I can never never take a day off. When I'm dealing with schools and even my kids, I can't take days off. I got to be the best dad that I can be. I got to be the best father I can be. I got to be the best DJ I can be. Everything I do in my life and my career, there's no such thing as no such thing as days off. Oh, man, that's that's real. And does the the DJ does it ever get hire some of if you are at you know radio or corporate events and they say this is what we want to be played when you know that there's a slew of talent on the street that they may not have uh, validated yet but that might be what they play next year right that's what cool got known for finding the hit some some people say stealing the hits but i love taking cool tapes back to cali so i say finding the hit do you, does it ever get frustrating? Like, let me play what I want to play because I'm the DJ. I'm the first one who hears it. I never really had those problems. And again, I feel like the reason I don't have these problems is because of the fact I've built, I've built a reputation to where if I play a record, people just trust that I know I'm going to play a hit record, regardless if it's new, if it's old, if it's something you never heard of. I think people trust me enough to say, hey, you know what? He's not going to play no garbage. And they just, you know what I'm saying? People just believe in me that much. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just in a blessed position and I just give, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of credit and, you know, a lot of honor to God, because again, I just feel like people really trust me and they, they trust my ear. They trust my instinct and they just trust. I just won't make a bad decision when it comes to playing a record. And I just won't make a bad pull when I play the record. And how do you find music? Because times have changed from, you know, just uh, everything being, you know, whether it was uh, the battles, the streets, you know, especially with COVID, you know, a lot of folks in the house for a year or longer. How are you finding records and how do you like to be presented also for the musicians who are listening? Saying, man, if you just heard my music, I know you love it. I know it's a hit. Something you hear daily, I'm sure. Yeah, I hear that all the time. I think uh, a lot of things just come to you. Um, 
you don't really have to search for it. When, when it's meant for you to hear it, you're going to hear it. But I get people that DM me all the time. I get people that send me emails all the time. I get people that go to my, even my, my booking email, my management team, and they send me records there. I get records all day, all day, all night. It never, there's never an opportunity, never a day where I just don't get records. I get it all the time. But a hit is a hit. A hit is undeniable. One thing, you will know a hit record when you hear it. You have a lot of people that say, hey, man, I got a hit. I got this. I got that. When you hear a hit record, you know it. Immediately, you know it. Can, now, you, go try ahead. To, yeah, can you try to explain? Because being a music head, they know, right? But can you try to explain if someone says, I think I know, but how do you, this DJ Nasty 305 know when he hears it? Like, what is it in the chime? What is it, what is it in the melody that you say, that's it? Well, it's really, it's a vibe. It's more the vibes. When we, it's just certain vibes. When you just hear it, you just know it. It just it just gives you the immediate instinct to say like, hey, you know what? Nah, he got one. Or nah, this ain't it. Or nah, this ain't the vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, it, it's just, it's just an instant, instant, instantaneous thing. You just know. It's just something that's, it's a feeling that's just undeniable. You know, some people they say they know what it is, but it, it's like you got you got to go through it. You definitely got to go through it, and when you have that feeling, trust me, you'll you'll know. You'll know again, and I I just give thanks because I just have a just an ear for hits, and you know I've been I've broken so many records over the years, where it's like you know I hear something I just know what it is I immediately know, and and when you know. Um, for and again, this is for the musicians mainly because there was a time where you know every DJ said, "Wait, I'm hearing it first. Let me. Uh, I'm an A and R as well, you know. Or let me try to start a label." And some folks have had success with that, and some folks have, you know, um, you know, they got to just come again. I don't want to say they failed because when you try, at least you try. But right, as far as you, you know, taking music and you hear something. Are you, are you one to say, let me sign you to a deal or let me, you know, put this out there to the right people and, and hold your hand or I'm just going to play it for the world to hear it because I have a bigger platform. How, how do you like I mean, to do that? It, it, it depends on the artist. It depends on the song because every, every, you can't do everything exactly the same. Some people, they just want to just hear their records on these big platforms. Some people they're looking for the deal. Some people are just making music just to be making music. Um, I, you know, it just really depends on the artist. Me personally, I try to take things and let the masses hear exactly what's going on. Uh, Mooski is a prime example. Trackstar. I was one of the first people in the country before he got the deal to play Trackstar. You know what I'm saying? Um, another person, Ball Greasy, I was one of the first in the country to play night. I mean, I can go on for days. There's so many artists and so many records that, you know, I've, I've been affiliated with Touch before the country even ever thought of the artists. A lot of records. And like I said, every avenue is different. Every person is different. Every situation is different. So you can't approach everything the exact same way every single time. That's not the case. And as far as, you know, dealing with, you know, being on a radio show uh, and a top radio show in the, you know, area, um, how has that been throughout the years, um, just working with a radio? My neighbor is uh, 
you know, someone you know, I'm sure, uh, Rick Party. And yes, good friend know, of mine. Yeah. And and how, how is it? And I asked him the same things about like the politics of just the radio, because radio, I mean, you could be in one city one day and then you get a different offer and you're flying and you're taking your family, you know, to something new. Like, how has that been for the DJ? Well, I mean, for me, I, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, um, I'm really not one to engulf myself in politics. I normally just keep it real. And the politics are the politics. It is what it is. All I can do is stay solid and be 100 and keep it real. That's it. Um, if the politics get involved, so be it. But at the end of the day, regardless of whatever, I have my own integrity and I have my own way of thinking and nothing is going to change my way of thinking. So this is just me being grounded, solid, and just staying 100. So I really don't get, I've been at EDR now uh, since 2009. I've been there a little over 12 years. Um, I've done radio, I've been on radio since 2001. So over 20 years I've been doing radio. Um, clearly I've been there at EDR as long as I've been there because they trust what I do. They trust my mindset. They trust the way that I think. Understand that there are particular politics, but the fact that I'm just solid and stay grounded to the things that I believe in, uh, it just makes me an asset. And, and with that being an asset and having success and the best is yet to come, we truly believe that. With all the success that you have had, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? Well, um, the last eight years I've been doing uh, a particular essay contest that I do over the holidays. It's called the OOO essay contest. And normally what I do is I target fourth and fifth graders in the Miami-Dade and Broward County areas. And normally I just have them write an essay on uh, how they feel about the holiday season, uh, why the holidays mean so much to them. Really, the purpose of me doing it is not really the fact of just writing for the holidays. It's really to sharpen their writing skills and enhance their writing skills because you get it from a teacher, that's one thing. But when you get it from a quote-unquote celebrity figure or a popular figure, your mindset changes. You get a little bit more enthusiastic about writing because some people, especially me, I hate writing. But, you know, when you have that figure to give you that type of encouragement and enthusiasm to go ahead and start writing, you know, things go to changing a little bit. And, you know, you get to change the mindset of these particular children. So that's what I do. And normally, uh, whoever has the best essay, I normally go to like eight different schools between Dade and Broward County. I take four in Dade, four in Broward. And normally what I do is whichever class or school wins, I normally throw them like a little party or whatever. And then the person who wrote the actual essay, I'll normally give them a special prize, maybe a cash prize or a gift or something like that, maybe a bicycle, uh, something like that. So that's just my small token of me giving, a, giving back to the community. And also I'm, I'm a part of a mentoring program as well. So I mentor middle school kids as well. So, it's, you know, just that because some of these kids that are just in not the greatest of environments. So, again, being that particular figure that everybody listens to, um, I have a voice and I have an opportunity just to change the mindset of some of these children. And, you know, when, when you have you have that particular um, responsibility 
And those kids actually respond to some of the things that you do. It just gives you probably one of the greatest feelings in the world. So that's why I go so hard for these kids. Because, I mean, again, it's just so much senseless violence and things that are going on in our communities. And if I can change at least one individual, if I can change the mindset of one child, maybe that individual could change somebody else and you can change somebody else. And it could be a domino effect. So those are just some of the things that I do to try to give back. And this goes back to, it would make so much sense. Um, I, I've, I've been a counselor before, uh, many moons ago, in drug rehab, uh, psych wards, uh, supervisor, when you replace that negative behavior, somebody, I don't care what, if they're using drugs or crime and give them something, if you were to give them turntables, a computer where they could just use their mind, you know, uh, idle mind is the devil's workshop. You would see a change in so many of these kids, uh, just their immediately, yeah. immediately, immediately. And, and, and that's some of the things that people, that's, those are some of the things that people just don't understand. And those are some of the things, this is why we as as influencers are so important because of the fact that we have those opportunities and those platforms and we can change lives. Yeah, that I mean, it, it just, I, I don't see why, um, and, I, and again, I work with um, government contracting and different things, why that is, it's not rocket science, but it's going to take us to make that change because it's our kids, you know, whether you are exactly. black, black, brown, or white, um, poor kids or kids who are bad, even in great neighborhoods, it's easy to just dust them off and say, you're, you're done. So I, I really pray that your school, um, and we're going to talk off air about, you know, something that's on my mind, but with, you know, what's going on in Miami right now, I know kids are struggling with the COVID and how, how things are going. Have you seen an uptick in music? And more people being creative, saying, I'm just trying to do something so I don't go. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Most definitely. Um, I see that people, and the great thing about music is, see, back in the day, you had to go into the million-dollar studio and spend all of this particular money to record all of these crazy records and all of that. Now, you can do music on your phone, literally on your phone. You can record a song just like you record in a million-dollar studio. You can do it right there on your phone. So I think a lot of kids are starting to be a little bit more innovative and a lot more creative. And you definitely see an upswing in people doing music and trying to do music. There's a major upswing when it comes to that. Okay. And how about you in, um, you know, South Florida, full of every type of culture and, and nationality. But I want to know, because recently Afrobeat is, you know, big. I'm an investor and, and big proponent of Africa. Anything going on uh, that you can talk about where you've maybe, um, you know, I, I want to say mixtape crossed over and said, let me uh, grab some of this African talent and mix it with, you know, what we have over here. Um, is that at all an interest or something you've looked into? I definitely um, am, am interested uh, when it comes to Afrobeats and stuff like that. I'm definitely interested. As a matter of fact, I just did a record with David O. And um, there's a new kid out of Miami. His name is Legacy. I actually just cut a record with them, I want to say, maybe a couple of months ago. And uh, we're actually putting a plan together to go ahead and, and release it very soon. Uh, shout out to Dark Boy Records. Um, shout out my man, Joe B. Hopefully, uh, we should get that record out within the next month or so. But uh, we just shot a video for it a couple of weeks back. And um, I'm definitely trying to get acclimated in that Afrobeast world. Um, 
I just haven't really, but you know, this whole thing with uh with legacy and, and David O, it's like my start to actually get super duper involved because that's a big deal. Afrobeats is a big, humongous deal, big, big, big deal. Definitely, definitely. And especially that more and more people are doing their um, lineage and finding out where they are from for real before slavery, you know, shipped you from this land or that land and to really mm-hmm. see who you were. Give, give, you know, I want to, I don't want to give them a game overload, but can you give a DJ some advice? Maybe it's the top thing you see errors, mistakes, where maybe they are collaborating with artists, but their business isn't right. And I know that's something that you cover in your course, but what would be maybe the one thing you see DJs and you just cringe and say, why didn't they become a student for $600? You could have made, you know, money instead of being jacked. Um, I think, I think just really just learning and, and, and honing in on the craft. I think a lot of people get the misconception of the DJ. And I think a lot of people just, you know, they just feel like, well, I have a computer I got some headphones. Now I'm a DJ. It doesn't work like that. It's really a craft. And I think people just don't really hone in on exactly what the craft is. And once you once you really hone in on the craft, you'll understand and you'll be able to see your creativity go to a whole nother level. And when that when people don't do that, those are some of the things that just really make me cringe. Like, uh, oh, I hear a blend that's just way off. And it's like, ah, like, like, why? <laughs> so, it, you know, it'll be those type of things or music selection or record selection. You just like, like, what is going on? Like, who actually taught you this stuff? You know, it, it'll be those type of things that really make me cringe. It's like, you could easily spend $600 and I could have gave you the basics and really got you to do this thing the right way. Okay. And I know you're very active on Instagram and you're focused on the school. Any any plans on um, going on YouTube or your own podcast or, or anything like that that might be coming up in the works? Possibly. Uh, I haven't I haven't really thought that far yet. Uh, I'm just so focused on just getting individuals to really focus on the craft. Um, that's really that's really my my main focus right now. If I can get ten individuals to really just come into that class and really hone in on the craft and I can change your mindset and get you to really learn and appreciate the craft the right way, my job is done. Then we can worry about YouTube and then we can worry about podcasting uh, on another level. But that's really my, my main focus and my goal is to get individuals to really hone in and learn the craft. And once you learn the craft, you learn to appreciate and love it. Well, you guys have gotten a game. I'm going to take this offline so we can talk about some things that, that, you know, great generals cannot tell all the plans because you'll have folks. (laughs) So I appreciate you, brother, for your time. Let's take this off air and be blessed, y'all. All All right, take care. You do the same. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.